Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of Wicked Good Show. Back from like a two or three week hiatus. Totally unplanned, but here we are. We're back, baby. What's up, Ryan? Not too much. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, I don't. we haven't been on since we did Zombieland, which what was that, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Yeah, something. So, I think it was October like 16th when we recorded last. We got uh, blindsided by by the, these movies that were they said were coming out and mass release not coming yeah, out right <laughs> yeah we uh we thought plan. the lighthouse and jojo rabbit were going to come out the next week and we were like okay this is perfect and then they did not but we have yep. seen them now yes you've seen lighthouse i still have not seen lighthouse right so but we have which, seen jojo rabbit which is what we're covering yes. today Sure is. I, I I think Jojo Rabbit between the two is probably what I was more looking forward to, mm-hmm. and it didn't disappoint. But and we'll get into that in a little while. But Brian, how you been since we last talked? I've been good. I've been busy um, recording, editing, all that fun stuff. We've had a couple episodes of um, the Buffy podcast come out, uh, Better Radio, um, and hey guys, uh, we got a we got a special treat on the next episode of Better Radio, don't we, Dylan? We sure do. Um, do you want to tell them what it is? Oh, yes. I will be on Better Radio. Hell yeah. It's a, it's a crossover episode of Better Radio and yes. Make a Good Show. So that's going to be really exciting. You guys aren't going to want to miss that. And uh, how have you been? I've been good. I've, see, I've seen some movies not at the theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've just been hanging out. I think we kind of – maybe that layoff was kind of nice for us though because – Pretty much starting today, we have a very hectic <laughs> next two months. Yeah, AMC A list is going to pay for itself. Pretty much, yeah. So, like today, we're doing JoJo Rabbit. Mm. Uh, I'm also going to talk about The King real quick, which is on Netflix, starring my boy Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because recording on Saturday, tomorrow on Sunday, I'm going to be heading down to you. We're going to be mm. doing better radio. Uh, uh, Monday or Tuesday, you and Ben are going to be talking about Rick and Morty, which airs tomorrow. Yeah. And, and Tuesday, Tuesday's the big, big day. Tuesday's the day that Disney Plus goes live. Mm. And we are going to be talking about The Mandalorian, which will also be airing on Tuesday. I think we're going to record that Tuesday night. Right. Hopefully yeah, barring after. any disaster with uh, Disney Plus not working because so many people are trying to sign up or anything like that. Uh, yeah. We should be good to go for that. I'm so excited for the Mandalorian, man. Same here. I I didn't realize. So I, I'm a house full of Amazon Fire Sticks. Mm-hmm. Like I have two TVs that have the Amazon Fire TV built into it, and then in my two other rooms that have TVs in it. They have Fire Sticks, and mm-hmm. I didn't realize until shout out Brian Wong talking to Brian Wong about it that uh, Disney Plus and Amazon did not had not reached a deal yet on Disney Plus being oh, able to go the Fire Stick. I didn't and know then, that either. Literally yesterday, I saw a story saying that they had finally reached a deal. Okay. So it would be live. So I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Mandalorian. It's actually, we're technically, we're technically going to be double dipping this week because there's a Mandalorian episode on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then there's going to be another one on Friday. Right. So there's going to be like, th- there, we had two weeks off, and then there's going to be like three versions of Wicked Good Show plus a bonus Rick and Morty version of Wicked Good Show all out within like a week's time. Yeah. This, this, so this, 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 this podcast is going to end up dropping like three to three or four episodes in one week. Mm-hmm. I sometimes think like if there's someone out there who just hates me and hates listening to me talking, this channel is their own personal nightmare. Yes. I, I mean, who cares? It's, it's free. Brian, right. the amount of work, the amount of work you put into this channel, you're, you're, you're our hero. Oh, hey, it's, I, appreciate it's, it. I love doing it, man. 
we, we should mention you're not paid. If anything, you're losing money with all oh, this. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm out. I'm out a lot of money at this point. But I do it for the love of television and movies. Yeah. And for making cool stuff with my friends. Correct. Yeah, that's the uh, nothing cool to be able to talk movies with, with my pal once a week. It's exactly. one of my favorite things. Oh, me too. And also, also, we just we choose not to take ads. You know. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Amazon tried to advertise us. We said no. You know, mm-hmm. we don't we don't take ads. This is 100 percent ad free. Right. Um. Until that changes. Until yeah, we decide. Until we decide ads. to take them. For now, for the listeners, we're just we're deciding no ads, mm-hmm. but. Uh, no, yeah, I'm excited. This is really exciting. I'm really excited for Mandalorian. I had another realization right before we came on that Kaiwatiti is actually directing the finale of The Mandalorian. What? Holy shit. Yes. I did not know that. That's incredibly so not, exciting. Not only is he playing a, voicing a droid in the show, mm-hmm. he, yeah, he's also directing the finale. This show, the cast is like such a random mismatch of just fucking, yeah, Carl Weathers. You got Bill Burr. Like, Bill Burr is obviously the biggest stand <laughs> right. out there. You have Pedro Pascal. Is that, that's the right one, right? Pedro mm-hmm. Pascal from Game of Thrones. He's yep. playing. Uh, I don't know if the man. I haven't really looked at the IMDb. I don't know if the Mandalorian has an exact name. That he's just. I think, like, I think it's just the Mandalorian on IMDb right now. Um, yeah, and then I, I had read another. I had read something else this week that in the very first episode they're revealing a massive spoiler to the rest of like the universe. Oh, okay. Um, uh, some. Some some of the theories is that they're maybe going to either confirm that Boba Fett's dead or alive at first, mm-hmm. which it, I don't really I wouldn't really call that a cop out, but maybe it's more of like a hey, like stop asking Boba Fett's going to be in this, but we'll see. I mean, I, another thing I realized this week is that I did a lot of digging with the Mandalorian. Is that the week that Star Wars the movie comes out, mm-hmm. the episode of Mandalorian actually drops on a Wednesday rather than the normal Friday it'll be airing on. That makes sense. You want to hype up, you know? I. But I kind of wonder, in my speculative mind, that I wonder if that episode will in any way, shape, or form be tied into the movie. Yeah. I, w- I mean, you got to think at least there'll be references to the show. Because I think, I, I think the timeline I think the timeline after, that we're in right now is, is, at, is either right immediately after or a few years after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, big, big excited. I mean, I guess not really spoilers because there's no confirmations to this at all. But some of the theories I read on Reddit, too, is that because they showed the ship ghost in the trailer for for the Rise of Skywalker, that they're maybe going to be pulling in live action characters for Star Wars Rebels. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yes. So that's that's another theory of what the big spoiler would be. So mm-hmm. I don't know, but I'm really excited. Disney Plus. I'm, it's crazy that it's already here because I feel like we were sitting in the same spot last year talking about it. Right. It's I'm I'm really excited. It's it, this is it's good for us. It's good for people who just like watching Star Wars shit. I, mm. I I'm really excited. Yeah, and it's interesting too. Um, this week, the I think Kevin Feige himself announced that um, WandaVision will, or rather, Loki and WandaVision will both heavily play into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yep. So where you need to watch those two shows to understand some stuff, which is an interesting tactic. What do you think about that? I I think they they probably need this is actually the first I first I saw that, but I think I mean it's cool. I think they probably needed a shake up to their regular formula what they had going on now that mm-hmm. they they lost Captain America and Iron Man. Right. And I don't I don't if anything I would say the interest in Marvel is at an all time high. I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's dropped off at all with them with them exiting the series. Right. But no, that, I mean that's great. I I think I think at least one of those is slated for next year. 
Mm-hmm. I, know, I know they just started filming uh, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Right. Um, no, it's it's great. I mean, we're paying for it, so it's, right. uh, it's other than paying the fee for Disney Plus, it's going to be free to us. Mm-hmm. And but the more shows, the better, in my opinion. I it's also it's it's Marvel. It's held by Kevin Feige. I I would be surprised if uh, maybe they're not the greatest thing ever, but I'd be surprised if they stunk. Right. And it's just it's different, and I'm 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 here for it, especially if they're now officially tying into the movies, which mm. things like Daredevil and Jessica Jones did not. Um, yeah, not I'm, really, I'm here no. for. It. Um, I'm here for it as well. I think, I mean, Disney has all the money in the world right now. They they can put together the team to make these shows great. Yeah, you know, correct. And I, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. I never really had watched the uh, Marvel's Agents of Shield. I, I never really like really interested me as much even after I think I think their first big one was that it had tied in with like the post Avengers the first movie yeah. world and I guess it never really intrigued me but like stuff like WandaVision and and, and the Loki show and all that do obviously because it's characters we know mm. so yeah I just remember thinking like I think it was during the first season of that um, the Winter Soldier came out and I was like huh there's no shield now. How are That's they going to keep doing this show? I think that that was like the first big twist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is because well, winter soldier came out and then there's obviously that twist of winter soldier, mm-hmm. that shield was that actually infiltrated by Hydra. And then, yeah, it's, uh, I guess I wouldn't know. I didn't watch the show. Yeah. So it was know. like, I was intrigued, but not intrigued enough to actually watch the show. Correct. That seems like a show. Shut up. Brian Wong again for the third time. This episode, <laughs> that seems like a show. Brian Wong watched. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Disney Plus, Marvel, Star Wars, we're here for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't really have to dive too much more into it because that's all we're going to be talking about for the next two months. I so, know, for real, though. To kind of move on to, I'm actually going to throw a little bit of a boomerang at you, okay. uh, something I forgot to mention in our pre-show discussion, but uh, another trailer came out since we last recorded, and that was the full-length trailer for The Witcher. Yes, very and good. It looks very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm hoping I get to see some of those Henry Cavill cheeks when he gets out of the bathtub. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, he's in the bathtub. This is in fact Witcher. Mm-hmm. It looks awesome. That comes out the same weekend as Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. Maybe we might just throw one more show into the recap machine. Um, I don't actually. That would be a, that would be a binge show. So maybe mm-hmm. we can do like a series wrap or a season wrap up because yeah. I'm actually really excited for that. I think that. If the Mandalorian didn't look so fucking good, I'd probably put that ahead of the Mandalorian just because of how big mm. of a fan of the Witcher 3 video game I was. Right. Uh, but Cable, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> he looks good. He looks jacked. He looks ripped. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, the first time we talked about it when they first released, like, a teaser or uh, the first pictures, it was like, how does he look more jacked than he did when he was Superman? I don't yep. understand. Yeah, that was the, that was the thing. Geralt is like is like Jack ripped. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like he's like lean ripped, but he still has like insane muscle mass. Right. But th- this show as a whole looks really good. It looks like the budget's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I know a lot of people aren't. I'm buying in the uh, cable as Geralt. Uh, the rest yeah. of the cast is kind of up in the air for me, but I, I'm I'm really liking it. I think there's a lot of potential for that show, and especially if they it's more it's based on the books, not the video games, right. or whatever that matters. And so I'm I'm hoping. One, the CGI, I think, will have to be there for the monsters, mm-hmm. which I, based on the trailer, it seems like it is. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited. I obviously won't know until we talk about it, but The, the Witcher yeah. looks looks great. And I'm so glad it's coming out in 2019. I know. And I know it's, like, based on the books, but, I mean, come on. That uh, that scene of him in the bath is a very iconic 
apart yes. from like the game. I know PC Gamer and maybe every single article they ever ran about The Witcher 3 included that <laughs> to the, the point bathtub. where uh, CD Projekt Red gave them a statue of him in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. That's so funny. I'm sure they were absolutely thrilled with this scene included in the trailer. Uh, I'm here for it. Like I said, give me give me some of those uh, Cavill cheeks. Mm. Just just a behind shot. So, right. <laughs> yes, that's that's talking about Henry Cavill's ass. Yes, uh, yes that's the, the spinoff of Wicked Good Show. Uh, and then onto our onto our our weekly showly uh, discussion of the Batman. There's been some incredibly big news since we last talked. So I, I don't remember if Paul Dano had officially been cast when we last discussed this, but. Since we've last recorded, we've had Paul Dano officially be cast as mm. Edward. They're calling him Edward Nashton okay. rather than Edward Dick Nigma. Edward Nashton slash the Riddler, mm. and, as well as Jeffrey Wright, has officially been cast as Commissioner Gordon. Right. Uh, this movie, baby, Rob Patson, Zoe Kravitz, <laughs> Paul Dano, and I'll actually talk about Rob Patson in a minute. Uh, and Jeffrey Wright official, and then now is when we get into the rumored. So Colin Farrell is now rumored for Oswald Cobblepot slash the Penguin, mm-hmm. which it, it's such like a, a casting I didn't even remotely think of, but right. I'm, I like it a lot, especially if they don't really go with much more of like the disfigured Penguin, but more of like the maybe Cockney. He's just he goes by like the name the Penguin, but he doesn't really look like a Penguin. Right. Um, the, the Arkham game sort of did that, although he did definitely look like a penguin. But the 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 Telltale Batman games did a really good job, in my opinion. That it was just his like it was like almost his call sign. That's what he went by was the penguin. But he was more of just like a mob boss, right. which I think Colin Farrell could really sell. But who knows? They, they, maybe they put him in a bunch of makeup or CGI, make him really look like the penguin. Mm. Um, but I like that casting. Another one is Andy Serkis as Alfred Pennyworth, mm. which. Uh, same thing never even would have thought about it but i, I the, just the, kind of the notion of it and just the way this movie's been cast i actually really like it right it seems like a really risky casting not because of the name but just it's something i just never would have thought of him in that role mm-hmm. but i dig it now and then the other one which i just read to you for the first time before we came on is that apparently my boy mcconaughey is being considered for harvey dent which yeah that's shit. insane so, Brian, what, what do you think of, of those three uh, rumored castings? I think, I mean, it sounds like a dream. Like, I can't believe the cast that's being put together for this movie. Um, obviously, if all these actors and actresses are signing on, that must mean the script's pretty good, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Um, and, yeah, man, I think that this is a, a real resurgence for DC, you know? Like we're we're on it we're on the upswing as DC fans. The, a lot of these a lot of these, these castings they're really good. Mm. It's I, I I constantly preach about how Rob Patson's getting an unfair, uh, he's getting an unfair reputation based on on the Twilight because everything he's done has been great, including the King, which I'll talk about in a minute. He plays mm. uh, the the French Prince, mm. but Rob Patson is Batman. I've been a fan since the second I heard that. Zoe Kravitz is Selena Kyle. Love it. Mm. Paul Dano incredibly underrated actor yeah i can i really like him cast as a riddler more than i would have liked actually jonah jonah hill mm-hmm. um jeffrey wright commissioner Gordon. We, like it's all things we said before just awesome but yeah calm fair and andy circus those are two i uh, it's just it's a really bold cast mm-hmm. 
it, it just really works. Something about this Batman movie just feels so much more different than even like the Christopher Nolan movies. It just seems mm-hmm. like they're purposely trying to go in a different direction. Kind of like what you talked, you, know, you asked before we came on, is are they just going with like the Arkham storyline? And I don't know yeah. for sure, but the fact that we're going to have what it looks like is three potentially four villains in one movie. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm here for that also. I really I really like that. I, it seems. It, I don't know how many movies they've been greenlit for, but even if we get one where they just go balls to the wall with three, four different villains where Batman's just fighting like a knight in Gotham type thing, mm-hmm. I, I like it a lot. Yeah, man, me too. I I cannot wait till we start like getting, you know, pictures of these actors like on the set and then the teasers. Like, man, I want this to come out now. You know what I mean? I think they officially start filming... I think it's in January. It's either January or like late, late uh, winter. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know if that means that the setting is going to be around. Because I think like Batman Year One and the Ar- Arkham Origins video game will take place like during like Christmas time. Right. Don't quote me on Batman Year One. I know the Arkham Origins video game does, and I actually really like the Arkham Origins video game. But it was, it's like setting was like his first night out as Batman, and just all this shit goes goes awry. Mm. So. Uh, yeah, the the more uh, once we start getting that first picture is going to be the big one. The first one of Pattinson in the bat suit is going right. to be the big, the big one. Especially, I'm curious what kind of bat suit they give him too, because I doubt they're going to go with the same route with the Affleck one, mm. since this movie has no ties to any of that. And I, I, I wonder if they'll give him more of like the Arkham suit, or they'll go more comic-y. I don't know, but right. I'm really excited for for everything coming for this. Yeah, man, it's it's going to be great. Um... And yeah, I can't wait till they put it as DLC in Arkham Knight, so I can download the suit and pretend to be Robert Pattinson's Batman. Yeah. That they're still coming out DLCs for that game. Which yeah, is insane. Such a good game. Such but also, game. I mean, not not to kind of get off topic, but apparently there there there's rumors for another Arkham Batman game as well. I'd be I'd be up for it. I, I like them. I mean, I think they are pretty quality. Obviously. Let's not get too off track. I was going to start talking about the Spider-Man game, but I'll I'll reel it back. I think they're really good games, and if you're a fan of Batman and you're a gamer, go check those out if you haven't somehow. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, yeah, and then to kind of wrap up our, our weekly news, uh, I'm actually going to do a kind of quick review uh, for a movie I've seen. I don't believe you've seen it, but it's no, a I'm Netflix, not. straight to Netflix film, and that's The King. Mm. Uh, just came out, I think, last weekend. Um, starring Timothy Chalamet, Joel Egerton, very surprised he was actually in the trailer, and I never, I didn't, I just guess I didn't catch him. But Ben Mendelsohn's in here. Mm. Um, Rob Pattinson, as I had, had previewed earlier, Rob Pattinson is in here as like the sort of bad guy, uh, as well as Sean Harris, who you know from the Mission Impossible franchise. Right. Uh, it's a, uh, so I've actually I pivoted now with my scoring. Uh, I am now going by the letterboxed. Okay, so you can so keep I'm, it like consistent. I I am out of the zero to one hundred, and I'm now on to a zero to five stars. Okay, and I am officially giving this just four straight stars. Okay, uh, I liked it. I think that the the, uh, the performance is really good. Timothy Chalamet was was awesome. I thought Rob Pattinson as the French dude. Some people complained that his accent was over the top. I didn't mind it. I thought he was really good. Mm-hmm. It just the story, the story as a whole was very like bland. It's it's a very realistic take. Uh, it's set in like the 1400s, mm. and it's 
it's very like dreary and you're in England and uh, the English haven't like fully, fully established themselves as, as the real powerhouse there. The crusades I believe have already happened mm. or going to happen. But Timothy Chalamet plays, he's called Hal in the movie, but he is, uh, he becomes King Henry the fifth and right. his father played by Ben Wilson dies. It's, it's all in the beginning. And then, um, he basically goes to war with France and, it's two hours and 20 minutes long. I didn't mind the time. The acting performances are by far the highlights of this. Joel Egerton, also really good. He uh, co-wrote the script. Um, yeah, four stars. It's good. It's it's a movie. It kind of just ends. Like, there's there's a really big battle scene that I thought was really, really well done. It's, it was very similar to Battle of the Bastards, that type. Right. Of, like, trench, just man-on-man warfare. And it, mm. it, it, I thought it was really, really well shot. The, the score is really good. We also have uh, Thomason McKenzie was also in this, who was in uh, Jojo Rabbit. Right. Uh, she was she she was only in there for like a scene, but she was as good as she always is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I would recommend it to people that enjoy like period pieces, history films. Right. Uh, I enjoyed it. I can totally see why a lot of a lot of people are very like it, it's mediocre, and uh, I would probably put a little bit above mediocre, but. Uh, it was good, not great. I think it definitely could have been better, but for a straight-to-Netflix movie and a movie I just decided to throw on one night, mm. I really liked it. And Timothy Chalamet, who is going to be helming, who's going to be the starring in the new Dune series that mm. is going to be directed by Dennis Villeneuve, Villeneuve, however you say his last name, right. which has, like, the greatest cast ever. I'm not going to go through that right now. No, right. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm really high on him. I, I liked him a lot, and we've only seen him really in things like Lady Bird with uh, the Call Me By, My, By Your Name, mm. so... Timmy Chalamet, coming up in my book, but the movie as a whole, four stars. Nothing, nothing. It's it's above average for me, but I can mm. see why a lot of people are basically saying it's you know it's an average movie. I liked it a lot more than the Outlaw King, though. Chris Pine. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I'll put it this way: I, I stopped watching the Outlaw King halfway through. Like, uh, I'll get back to this, and I've I've still yet to get back to it. Like five months later, so I I, I mean I recommend the King. I like mm. I don't I think it's a movie that if you have a chance to watch, watch it. it mm. I thought it went by pretty quickly. Like I said, it's just its story is just it's it's there, and then the movie kind of just ends in the end. And I actually wasn't, it was, I guess, a testament to how well it was paced. When I realized that it was ending, I had checked the time. I'm like, holy shit, it's already been two two hours and twenty minutes. Right. So uh, yeah, on Netflix, The King, Timothy Chalamet, check it out. I I don't know if it will be nominated for any Oscars. The cinematography was outstanding. Like the wherever they filmed, I don't know if they filmed in England or Scotland, wherever mm. they were, but it was, it was really, really well shot. So awesome. So with that, um, are you ready to get into Jojo rabbit? I am ready to get in to Jojo rabbit. All right. So non-spoiler review first, uh, take it away. 2019's Jojo rabbit, uh, directed by Takawatiti, Stars. Oh, let me get down because I, I I'm the, I don't know the new kids' names. Uh, Roman Griffin Davis is the star. He plays JoJo. Thomas and McKenzie also the star. She plays Elsa, the Jewish girl that his mother Scarlett Johansson is hiding. Obviously, it's Kaiwatiti as Adolf, Sam Rockwell, Rebel Wilson, Alfie Allen, Stephen Merchant, and the star of the fucking movie, Archie Yates, who played JoJo's younger friend Yorkie. Um, this yeah, came out. Great. This came out either two weekends ago or three weekends ago. I don't. We don't know for sure when this exactly came out, mm. but I loved it. I thought it was just a really heartfelt movie. It's was a different take 
on an otherwise dreary topic mm-hmm. that we've seen with a bunch of World War II movies. It's it's satire. Everybody knows that going into this. Right. I I really thought they did a great job with Hitler. They didn't make it where it was too goofy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like obviously it was silly with a lot of the things they did because like the Nazis as a whole. Like, their rituals and all that were incredibly fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And Nazis suck, and they definitely don't shy away from saying Nazis fucking suck. But, right. Uh, I really I really enjoyed this movie. You leave the theater feeling good, and when, like, most other movies that would take on this topic, you really wouldn't feel good. Right. But I really liked it. Thomas and McKenzie, she is one of the best actresses in Hollywood. And I say this every time we talk about a really good actress, but she's, she's young, she's really good. She was in... Oh, what the fuck was that movie with? She was in a movie with. Uh, oh man, I gotta I gotta look up. It's now it's gonna bother me. She was in the movie. What is his name? Uh, it had like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes last year or ninety nine. Uh, Leave no trace. With oh fuck, what is his name? This is terrible radio. I can't believe I'm getting his name. Leave no trace. Ben Foster. Ben Foster. There we go. Yes, thank you. I beat you to no it. No problem. Um, where she was really good in that last year, I. Th- think she was nominated for an oscar she was definitely i think nominated for a golden globe either way she's great in this movie scarlett johansson's also good uh sam rockwell also good as ever i'm basically recapping myself but i'm giving this four and a half stars um i really liked it brian what did you think now that i'm done my rambling yeah man i think like you said um a funny movie about a difficult topic handled extremely well um Everyone in it's great. Sam Rockwell is hilarious in this film. Um, and like you said, Archie Yates, also very, very funny. Uh, the two leads, Roman Griffin Davis, and how do you say your name? Thomas and McKenzie? Thomas and McKenzie, yep. Thomas and McKenzie. Um, I actually wasn't too familiar with her. Um, but I thought she was great. Scarlett Johansson turned in a solid performance. And Taika Waititi is Hitler. Holy shit, dude. That was hilarious and just like, just a great movie. I don't know anyone who's seen it who didn't like it. Uh, My theater was pretty packed and everyone was laughing, having a good time. I would definitely suggest checking this one out uh, if if it looks like it appeals to you at all. Yeah, for sure. I think this is going to be on the fence come Oscar season. Um, I think Thomas and McKenzie has a shot to maybe be nominated for Best Sporting Actress. I think that's probably pretty much it. I don't right. know if Sam Rockwell really did much. Everybody who played the role was awesome. Um, yeah. Steve Merchant, the, uh, there was a whole scene with him that is both intense and hilarious. Mm-hmm. But the 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 two the three shining stars for me are Roman Griffin Davis, Thomas and McKenzie, and my boy Archie Yates. Archie Yates, every time he was on the screen, I just had a smile on my face. That right. Those kids are just like the cutest fucking kids ever. And yeah. they, they, bo- Both him and Roman Griffin Davis' first, first films. Mm-hmm. And I just thought I thought they were great, but yeah, check it out. Four stars from me. What did you give it? Oh, this is an eight out of ten for me. So eight pretty much 10. the same. Uh, it's so it's so good. Taika Waititi. Four, four and a half. Sorry, sorry. Uh, four, that's right. Uh, Taika Waititi is a master of comedy, straight up. Like yes. he's so good. Every every scene he was in is hilarious, and the movie as a whole was very fun and very funny. So yeah, definitely go see this, everyone. Because I want, I want Hollywood, especially Disney, now that they own Fox, um, to make movies like this, take risks. Yes, that's the other thing. This is a tech line Disney movie, which mm. is interesting. <laughs> um, 
And I remember Disney execs were worried that people would go and stumble into this movie thinking that it was like a Disney movie. Right. And yeah. Being completely shocked by what was going on. Um, <laughs> All right, yeah, man, I'm ready. I'm ready to get into uh, spoilers. Shout out Brian Wong, who will now be leaving this podcast if he uh, hasn't Brian, already. Thank you for listening. Uh, well, we'll see you soon. Um, yeah, so this was a sad movie, a painful movie at times, but also funny and heartfelt and hopeful. It was, it was a trip, man. So it, it actually took a really dark turn. I didn't see his mother getting killed at all. No. I didn't see Scarlett Johansson getting killed at all. And at first I thought at first I thought it wasn't going to be her hanging at first, but like when he almost when he gives the double look, yeah. that was when I thought he was gonna realize it wasn't her and but it sure was. And it kinda yeah. just it really just happens out of nowhere, which I guess that's how shit went down back the back mm. then during World War Two and the fucking Nazis. Like they were just killing people left and right. I was confused though, was she like a spy? Like I think what, she was just helping um like with resistance and hiding you know jewish people and that kind of stuff because they had elsa she mentioned that scarlett johansson had told her that uh, that jojo's dad was also helping out with the cause right now like was Mm -hmm. that just to tap jojo feel better or like i like that's kind of uh, that was like really the only thing i left like sort of confused about at the same time i don't think i was really supposed to read that much into it No, I think I think uh, he abandoned the Nazis and went over to the resistance. Is what happened yep. with him. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, same with her. You know, they were not about that Nazi life, whatever, at all. Um, whereas he's a little fanatic mm-hmm. at the beginning of this movie. But I thought it was really well done. Um, all the dancing and like the highlighting of her shoes. I was kind of like, eh what is this? Like, why are we doing these shots or whatever? But then when it like paid off, I was just like, holy shit, uh, that's heartbreaking. That's so, such a good way to do it too. And it it pretty much comes right after um, the the most hot and cold scene of the entire movie for me. And I mean that by, it was both incredibly serious and and Mm. nerve wracking while also being hilarious. And that was obviously the scene when the Gestapo came to the house. Right. Um, when they all were saying "Hail Hitler" and everybody that said it, like said it to everybody else in the room, <laughs> yeah. which was oh which was God. so fucking stupid. It was so funny because at the same time, that's exactly what these dumb fucking Nazis did. <laughs> like, they were like, "Oh, Hail Hitler, Hail Hitler!" for yeah. like five minutes when I read the group. I thought it was hilarious, mm. but at the same time, that scene was so was so nerve wracking. Yeah, and especially when especially when Elsa popped out. I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ, what is she doing? And they purposely, I, I'm assuming they purposely made her look like JoJo's sister the whole time. Yeah, even when they right. showed the pictures, I'm like, I don't know, that kind of looks like the same person to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was kind of wondering, too, was Elsa going to end up just being another figment of his imagination, mm-hmm. like Hitler was? Right. Obviously, that was not the case. But that scene as a whole, Stephen Merchant, man, he's so good. Mm-hmm. And he was he was really good in the head of the Gestapo role there. Right. But. I it was it was just it was a weird change for me and I don't mean it's a bad way at all because the movie went from being incredibly funny to like oh shit right let's not forget we're in Nazi Germany right now yeah it was, uh, but it, was, uh, it was it was it was really it was just really well done for like it was the way that he was able to balance kind of seriousness and comedy it was mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty much as well as he could have done it with with the with the subject yeah and um, the end of the movie when he kicks Hitler out of his out of his house that was really yep. funny he's like fuck off hitler or something like that 
He, fucking, yeah, he tells him to fuck off and he kicks <laughs> off the window. Yeah, that, that whole... The, I thought the final act was really good. Mm-hmm. It, it, it Like, Rebel Wilson sticking a grenade in one oh of the kids and telling him to go hug with the U.S. soldier. <laughs> it was just like... You're right, Rebel Wilson was another, like, very, very... She was very funny in this. Yeah. When she's talking about how her uncle... How her uncle was was mind tricked by a Jew and all mm-hmm. that, and how he he was mind tricked into helping out the Jews. It yeah. was just, it was it's it's so silly, but at the same time, it's how these people thought. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's both a satirical take, but it's like it's like a real life take on what how they thought. Right. It just it was so much more serious than the result in the deaths of millions of people. But mm-hmm. I don't know. This is a movie where I think like the boomer crowd shut up boomers. <laughs> um, I think they're gonna have a tough time with this based on the comedy, but for it's it's less serious than what Death of Stalin was, even though Death Death of Stalin was incredibly silly. Mm-hmm. But that just that whole that type of movie, I just for particularly like our generation, I I, I think it's it's something I'm I'm here for to see a lot more of, you know. Yeah. And and Titi, he's just he's must watch now for everything he does. Mm-hmm. Like he really is. He's yeah. just he was the way he directed this and wrote it, and I guess it was based on a novel, which I didn't realize. But mm. the way he directed it, just his balance between serious and funny, and mm. you know, in the end, it's a lighthearted, it's a it's a feel good movie. But at the same time, it really is true. And I actually watched an interview with him and Stephen Merchant after, where he was saying, you know, the importance of this was, you know, I want to make you laugh. But at the same time, it's it's to make sure we don't forget about the shit that went down right in the 1940s in world war two and to make sure we don't repeat it. And obviously mm-hmm. uh, w- white supremacy probably feels more comfortable now than ever in yeah. both in the United States and the world. And mm-hmm. you know, you still have fucking losers that are still doing these, these Nazi, this Nazi bullshit. Right. And I don't think, I don't think they'll ever win, but moves mm-hmm. like this are important where, yeah, it's funny, but at the same time, shit like this happened. Mm-hmm. People like this, people like this took control of a country, like dumb fucking people like this. <laughs> and, you know, it's not for, it's obviously foreshadowing something else going on, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I got a little nervous at first when I saw some of the scores on Rotten Tomatoes were really bringing it down, but, mm-hmm. um, this was pretty much exactly the movie I wanted it to be. It was really well done uh the the two kids are so fucking cute the, yeah. especially when um when yorkie where the, where the, towards the end of the movie where they're in the battle yep and yorkie's just handling this giant machine gun and all that <laughs> and then you don't see it there's a lot big explosion you don't see yorkie again mm. and then joe just walking down the street there's just yorkie in the street just in like a tank top and like ruined clothes <laughs> yeah. he's like i thought you were dead he's like i don't think i can die yeah that's so good it's uh I'm gonna go home and cuddle with my mom or whatever. Yes, yeah. <laughs> After seeing him carry a giant machine gun and like a fucking bazooka and all that, it was just so funny. It yeah. was just like shit like that. It was just it was hilarious. That kid Yorkie, kid that played Yorkie, was just so fucking funny. He just lit up the street every time he was on there. Like his like perfect little like English accent and all that. It yeah. was just it was so funny. It was really well cast. Mm. Like it was a perfect cast. And then Alfie Allen and Sam Rockwell, their characters yeah. just being fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And he finally, at the end of the movie, like put like the feathers and all that shit on his costume, on yeah. his outfit. It was just, it was like, it was just fucking hilarious. The most like fabulous Nazi uniform of all time, yes. yeah. just blowing in the wind dramatically. At the he end. said, like, oh. Rebel. I thought every time Rebel Wilson talked, I laughed. 
Yeah. And I, I'm not necessarily the biggest Rebel Wilson fan, but I thought she was really she she did a really great job in this mm. movie. That was the other thing too. I thought everybody did a really really good job. Yes. I like I I think the only person that really probably has a chance of being nominated is uh is Thomas and McKenzie. Mm. Uh, I don't think Takai will get it for Adolf just because it was so ridiculous and he really wasn't on the screen that much. Mm. Um, but even even the scenes with Adolf where he's talking with his mom and he's and she's dancing. They're like the dab or whatever. Like you see Adolf in the background with like his binoculars and all that. It's yeah. So oh man, it's it's great. I I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, Jenny gives it her seal of approval as well. She thought it was great. Everybody, everybody I talked to that seen it has liked it. Mm. Um, it's it's probably it's definitely in the top ten for me this year. Mm. I guess if I'm rating it on my zero to hundred scale, it's 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 probably at like an eighty nine to hundred yeah. or eighty nine to uh, or ninety or like between those two. Um, I I still nothing has knocked off Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I don't think anything will. But mm. uh, get a couple movies to see this year, so I guess we'll see. Yeah, I uh, I just really hope that people go and see this, and it 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 lets people make kind of risky movies like this you know what i mean when when disney acquired fox there there was their big there was like rumblings that this movie was actually going to get axed or sold off to something like netflix like that mm. or like that because disney was nervous about having a movie tied in with nazis and there are there's there are going to be people who see the trailer or see the poster they, they're like oh they're making light of, of nazi germany and hitler and mm. all that shit which can't confirm they're not i actually i was I was reading an interview that Takawa Titi had, and and he was he grew up he was Takawa Titi's Jewish, mm. and they were talking about you know isn't it weird for you to be playing Hitler like this one of the greatest monsters of 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 our civilization that mm. that's a weird sentence to say but one of the greatest monsters in Earth's history, mm. and he said no like what's a bigger fuck you to Hitler than to have a Jew playing him? <laughs> it's like it's true. And he's just like taking the piss out of him in every scene. Like making him a ridiculous caricature, you know, just, just so good. Kind of what you're saying. It's important for people to see this movie. It's it's that we can uh, we can no longer be scared of of groups like this of of like these these fucking losers, which mm. is exactly what the Nazis were. Unfortunately, the Nazis were just able to cause significant damage, yeah. and obviously, you don't we don't want that happening in our country either. Mm. And so, really, one of the best ways to combat this is by turning them into like the joke they are. Right. And uh, yeah, the satirical movies like this, Takawa Titi as a whole, uh, he's he's just must see now. And I mm. think I think Thor is helping him become more mainstream. This is definitely helping him become more mainstream where he's no longer like this this cult director. He's now he's now getting these big jobs. Clearly, mm. if, if he's he's starring, he's going to be starring in probably the biggest show of 2019 with The Mandalorian. Right. Right. Uh, he's also going to be directing the finale, which is fucking awesome. Now mm. that I know that. So yeah, and uh, we got. Thor Love and Thunder on the horizon as well. I don't know about on the horizon, but it's coming out at some point. <laughs> it's coming. Time. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, anything you want to add before we get on out of here? No, that's pretty much it. Obviously, like we were talking about tomorrow, we're going to be recording Better Radio. I'm really excited for that. I mean, yes. this is my first time actually meeting Liam. Um, oh, yeah, I think, that's crazy. I think, I think Ben will be on the show also, mm-hmm. if I remember our talk correctly. And yeah, then... we're going we're gonna to do a two two-parter. You know, one focusing on Dylan, one focusing on Ben, just the four of us all hanging out, having a good time, shooting the breeze. It'll be, it'll I'm be uh, 
I want to bring some sort of shtick with me to the <laughs> show when we do the show. Like I was at first just gonna bring like this giant bottle of vodka mm-hmm. and this mixer, and I was just gonna make drinks for you guys the whole time. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm down to drink, <laughs> but I, I guess we'll see like that. But yeah, your interview with Tamar went went really well. Um, yeah, it was fun. Uh, his shtick was uh, those glasses. <laughs> yes, yes, porn porn director Tamar. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that was a great interview. You guys should listen to that. Uh, I really like what uh, Better Radio has going right now. Honestly, I've, I've enjoyed too, right? several of your recent shows. It's um, it's an interesting show because there's nothing like really propelling it to like where people outside of uh, random like YouTube people would stumble upon. It's just kind of like a fun side project to do right now. I mean, well, one of the big things, too, I'm really looking forward to going on and discussing things other than movies. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, because, obviously, I, I love talking about movies, but mm. it's going to be cool to be able to get on there and kind of just shoot the shit yeah. um, and participate with other people from the channel. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. We're going to do that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, like we said, you and Ben are going to be recording the Rick and Morty podcast on Tuesday. Yeah, I can't believe that's back already. I'm sorry, on Monday, and then uh, we're going to be doing The Mandalorian on Tuesday. Mm. So, barring any... a couple any, of days for me. Yep, and then we obviously we still have to see The Lighthouse. We still... I really want to see... We, ha- we have The Irishman coming out. Um, yeah, we got to figure out when we're going to go see that. I think we might have to wait until Netflix, based on my understanding of how it's been released. Uh, um, disappointing, but also my bladder thanks, uh, thanks you. <laughs> There's something else that's coming out this weekend. Oh, uh, Ford vs. Ferrari. Mm. That's a movie I really want to go see and talk about because that will be an Oscar contender. And, right. Uh, so Matt Bale and Christian Damon. Matt, Matt Bale. <laughs> right. Christian Damon. Yep. Christian Bale and Matt Damon. Mm. Um, two, uh, two guys that I consider must-see uh, actors as well. So that comes out next week, and I really like to talk about that. But, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. This is this – is, it's here. This is the time we've been talking about preparing yes. for, and we've had our little hiatus, and it's over now. So – yeah, everybody, um, get ready to have a ton of content coming coming to your ears from yes. We Could Get Everything. Yep. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you want more, make sure you check out the main channel at youtube.com slash we get everything on Twitch at twitch.tv slash we get everything. I will actually be streaming with Jenny also uh, Monday um, at least and Friday in anticipation of Pokemon Sword and Shield coming out mm-hmm. on Twitch. So make sure you check that out. Uh, as if as if I needed more to do this week. Uh, and yeah, make sure you check us out on Twitter at WG Everything on Instagram at Wicked Good Everything. Dylan, where can they find you online? Uh, DJ Clubber Lang on Twitter as well as Letterboxd. Those are the only two things I need you to follow me. I don't need you mm-hmm. to follow me on any of my other personal accounts. Thank you. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the fake B Marlis B M A R R. We have tons of fun shows on this channel. That's of course we get good podcasts and make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. That would good show. And yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you check out better radio as Brian, as Brian, Brian plays us off with the drums. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Bye guys. See you right. soon. Peace.